Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Fun Fans Podcast. I'm your host, James Dillard, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Bailey Jackson. What's up, B? How are we doing today, James? Doing great, and we also have a super special guest co-host on here with us. You've heard me talk about him before, an MC entertainer, entrepreneur. My friend, J-Do himself, is literally here with us on the podcast. How you doing, J-Do? Hey, I'm glad to be here, ready to get it going. That's right. We got a lot to talk about after another home victory for the Tigers. Uh, but real quick, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Ruben's Food, Sports, Spirits and Catering. The best wings around with two locations in the upstate, 1083 Batesville Road in Greer and 11028 Anderson Road in Piedmont, South Carolina. Find them at Rubensc.com. So we got J.D. on here. So want to enter, we've introduced him a little bit. We talked about uh, him really on he's one of our faithful sponsors here but just give a quick background little story yourself for the listeners jay do if you don't mind sounds good ladies and gentlemen well if you are some of the funnest fans out there in the world you may have seen me at clemson once or twice in the athletic department arena but not necessarily at football you were, probably would have seen me in basketball games for the last 13 seasons i've been the mc singing and dancing throwing t-shirts trying to give away all this money with some half-court shots, but folks like Bailey and James, they don't want to win no money, I guess. So I was trying. But, uh, yeah, I was uh, hosting on the mic for some of those things. I live in Greenville with my wife and four children now, and long time in the sports arena. Also did baseball in Greenville. And um, entrepreneur, MC, always ready to be at your next event. So that keeps me kind of busy. Very busy. Nice. Very busy fella. And speaking of being busy, um, see a lot of your stuff on social media, the fun you have with your kids, and you've got your own little hashtag, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. So with, with four kids and doing what you do, what's up? Give us a little glimpse of, of Dan, the life of J-Do. Well, first off, I have four too many kids. Let me be more specific. <laughs> That's the main thing. I don't know. I'm pretty good at like one versus a thousand or two thousand or five thousand at the game, but one on four at home is tough so uh, me and my wife uh, have uh, eight down to five month old children a girl and then three boys and uh, we are affectionately called and we've got some yeah we got some media out there in the past called the adventure squad that's so, it yeah so uh, my wife and kids out there the adventure squad and we've been able to yeah partner with some like early childhood education i know both of you gentlemen are in education we've been able to do that with some uh um, programs uh, and nonprofits in the area and do videos for them, put the kids to work. You know what I'm saying? They cost me all this money. Let's make something. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, you mentioned it a little bit, but uh, tell us maybe more specifically what your connection to Clemson is or what it used to be, maybe how that got started. That would be awesome. Yeah, you know, it uh, all started because people ask me all the time, you know, being the MC for men's and women's basketball, 13 seasons for men, 11 for women. Uh, they ask me all the time, man, that looks like the funnest job ever. They often say, depending on who it is, you know, I could never do that. Or you're pretty fun out there. It looks like you're having a great time. We love coming to see you kind of work and to just be part of the fun. And how does how do you get into something like that? Like, how does it all start? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know this existed. First time I ever went to Little John, they gave me the microphone. Like, I was just minding my own business. I don't know. So what you guys have in here before? I don't even have anything to compare it to, you know? So I don't go back to like, you know, class of 90, 91 out there like these guys. So um, 
Uh, well, how it all started really was Clemson played a baseball game as they do each year. Uh, they played two or three games in neutral site at Floor Field in Greenville. I was the MC there. And it's really the same story. Um, someone kind of recognized my talent uh, because I was doing something close or similar production, video, a part of some sort of entertainment experience, but probably on the production side coming out of college and things. And uh, so, you know, they gave me the microphone and really that was that, you know, Paul Harvey, you remember him on his podcast, right? And then mm-hmm. the rest oh, of the yeah. story. So, you know, uh, yeah. So Clemson came up, I did a thing for him. And uh, you guys remember John Saketa, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, so John Saketa was in charge of, uh, you know, the Clemson marketing and entertainment fan experience for many years, a couple of decades. And uh, he gave me the rundown for the neutral site. I was in charge of the entire production team at Floor Field. So I set everybody up from the cameras and the PA and the replay and the music and all that. But then I threw on my my glasses, my jersey, my hat, and went down to be with, uh, you know, everybody who was solid orange down there, whoever you were playing at the time. It could have been Furman, Wofford, South Carolina. I'm not sure. And uh, I did my thing. And then at the end of the game, John was up there drinking Michelob Ultra the whole time. He put his feet up. You know, he didn't have to work. He was at a neutral site. He, and uh, I came back up after it was over, and he looks at me. He was like, what the hell was that? And uh, I was like, what, what do you mean? What? What? And he was like, what was that? And I was like, oh, that's just, you know, that's just what we bring to the table. If you're here, floor field, that's who I am. That's what I do. He was like, hold on. What are you doing during the winter? I need that at Little John. Yeah. And that's how it all started. I mean, that was it. So this was 2008 in the summer. And uh, he said, look, I'm about to, I'm, I'm expiring from that position. I got a new guy coming in, Mike Money. And Mike Money and I, he, he had just been in one season, and he said, I'm going to give Mike, who became the assistant athletic director for marketing at Clemson, um, Clemson grad, moved to Western Carolina for grad work, came back home. He said, look, I'm going to tell this dude to come up and see you. That was great. And I said, great, great, great. Just let me know. I'll get some tickets, make sure we have a good convo. And a month later, I hit him up. I, was, I hadn't heard from him. Nothing from John, nothing from this Mike I didn't know. And I said, uh, hey, John, you know, I just wanted to, I got your number here a month ago. I wanted to make sure that this could still happen. I am interested in chatting with you guys about this. If you, He said, oh, no, no, I already sent him up there. He already saw you. No, we calling. This is it. We're doing it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So that's how it all started, Ben. So two seasons of Just Men starting in 08 back in Oliver Purnell, the OPP days. Oh, wow. And um, so before uh, we, we, you know, switched to the, the new regime of head coach at, at men's, and then I would do special women's events, um, depending on what they were, Rock the John to introduce this season and the teams, you know, Think Pink, Breast Cancer Awareness, you know, things like that, and Play for K and all the things that they do, you know, some of those pink games. And they said, you know what, J-Do, we know that uh, – women's might be kind of underneath you or whatever for the level you bring i was like no i have a good time my job is to make sure everyone has a great time i'll do women's with you so that uh i decided to step away from that to pursue other entrepreneurial ventures just at the end of last season so that was 14 years 13 men's seasons 11 women's seasons and uh, i took off the bucket hat and i hit it so you guys can't find it um, it's in my closet 
Yeah, well, I've, I've got two March. things. I've got two things for you. One, uh, at least Saketa was watching his carb intake. Um, yes. Okay, and two, yes. two, you probably had to get out of basketball because that's like bedtime for your little army of children at home. <laughs> yes. Uh, I tell you what, you know, if you're coming from Greenville, everybody knows this in the upstate, right? The hub is Greenville. Lots of people drive in to, to Clemson. Even if you work in Clemson every day, you drive from easily Greenville, Powdersville. And, uh, man, them ACC games, I don't know who's in charge because it ain't me. At 9 p.m. ACC games, yep. you know, on a Tuesday, man, I'm out here just – I'm barely making. I'm about to rear in everybody on 123 coming home. We're driving together out here. I'm fighting for my life. You're right. It's bedtime. Well, and it's not that we didn't want to hit a half court shot. We wanted to, to give other people an opportunity to win that. So, Bailey, I've seen your game. Out. I've seen. No, I haven't seen your game, but I have a feeling you're still lying. That's what I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we would do our best for sure. Um, well, J. Do give us. Is there any uh, fond or super cool memory of? working a Clemson athletic event that stands out that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, you know, I will say that uh, it's the parts that people don't realize that are most special. Um, and I'll give you two. One was the actual, um, one of the very last games this past season, a men's game. Um, and the other was um, similar to it because it's about the fan experience. That's really what I'm all about. And, and James knows this because I do some other things. Um, I perform in some other ways. Um, for people and then I have a black history one-man show and so that's not sports and that's you know historical and things like that but it's really about the experience for the fan you know people pay their money they love the tradition they love the school they live in the area whatever it is but what it's really about is making sure they have a good time and my job sometimes maybe even in certain seasons you know what I'm saying to distract from the fact that the team ain't that good you know <laughs> So um, what is great is, you know, there was one time where I uh, somebody leaned over the railing at a basketball game or something, said, hey, yo, yo, let me get a T-shirt for, for my kid over here or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's easy for me to do stuff like that. Right. People go crazy over these five dollar T-shirts. I don't tell them they're five dollars, but, you know, and so I'm hooking people up with swag and things like that. And I threw it up there and this, you know, one size fits all. So it's probably eight times the size of this kid. <laughs> But uh, somebody came up to me later. I, I don't remember the context exactly, but somebody came up to me later and said, hey, really appreciate that. I think it was someone else. And they said, hey, I really appreciate you giving it to that kid because I know that family and that kid's got a terminal illness. And, um, you know, and as far as I know, he didn't make it much longer after that time. And this was several years ago. So, I, you know, I don't think he's with us anymore. And just to realize that, you know, we've all been the recipient of something like that, that kid or any other person. I mean, I've given away more T-shirts than anybody else in the state and um, for the last 15 years. But, you know, we remember stuff like that. Right. And it's such a special moment to receive. And I have to do it so often and so fast. Right. Timeouts are quick and halftime is quick. And I got to make, you know, let's go on the jungle trying to wave, you know, and then soldier salute over here and you know, a career tenure over here, plaque, plaque over here, and then I move on, right? But then to get that feedback later in a post, in an email, in a, you know, in a DM where someone says, hey, th here's the context around that. And um, another one was, I got another, I got a message from someone who I don't know who they are at all. They know me. 
that's how my life is. I get a DM something. Hey, we're at the game tomorrow. It's my daughter's birthday. That was this year. This is February 8th. I hope you can find us. I hit her back, you know, and I'm like, and I forget sometimes I can't make it or depending on the schedule, I can't get to that person's seat. I'm like, there's just no shot. But I was able to go up there and they said, hey, our daughter's turning five tomorrow. This was February 8th. Our daughter's turning five tomorrow. We love you. We love the uh, experience. She's a big fan. I don't have a clue who this person is. And they're definitely acting like they know me and this wherever they found me on DMs. And I'm like, another reason why I have to go by because I'm like, crap, do I know this person? I don't know. <laughs> you, know? you know, the person over there in orange. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's yeah. so many people. And um, I had known that I was going to retire at the end of the season. So we're in February. It's ACC time for basketball. I know I'm going to be done, have not announced it. And um, what I went up to this girl and said, her mom, she's five. I don't know this girl. And her mom, I was like, oh, I, I thought I kind of recognized her face. Her mom from, from something that I couldn't remember. But I said, you know what? I'm glad you're here. And I came up to her birthday. I brought the tiger. And I said, it's my birthday, too. And, you know, it's because, you know, people don't know. You know, I'm a regular guy, too. James does. You know, we're friends. But, like, yeah. I'm a regular dude. And it was also my birthday. And yeah. it wasn't it's something we put on the Jumbotron or anybody knew. But, you know, I'm working for you and trying to make sure your family has a great time. And this girl will likely remember this for, a, you know, a good decade plus. Right. A birthday at the at the game with the Tigers and Jay do and all that. But like I was like, I, well, I wanted to come by and say, like, hey, it's my birthday. Can I take a picture with you so for my birthday picture, you know, and put it on the old Facebook or something. So, you know, it's those types of things that stand out above and beyond just being a fan it's a, it's being a human being a person being a per you know being a person who understands the the emotional roller coaster we all go through on happy days for kids as well as you know not so happy days for kids so. that's right that's right well that's hey, that's good stuff so uh speaking of retirement and moving on and, and whatnot did i pick up correctly on some recent posts you've put out there on social media uh, I, I got the impression that something was kind of a tease of there's something to come for the future of J-Do. Is that, am I right? Am I wrong? Are you willing to share? Hey, well, yeah, you know, and I, you know a lot about me and several other entrepreneurial pursuits, and I want to be careful in how I uh, promote certain things in certain places. Um, there's nothing like being a public figure that can confuse people about other things that your life is about or what you do. Not that they're bad. It's just like people know you for a context. And so if somebody runs into me at the Bilo, you know, obviously, I guess we've moved on from Bilo these days, but someone runs into me at the Bilo and they say, man, great game yesterday. And I was like, I, I didn't watch it. I wasn't there. I kind of, I moved on from some things, you know, but uh, yeah, I've got a business with my brother. We do financial education online. Uh, we're really ramping it up. A lot of great things uh, have come about in the last five years. So it's a time where I'm focused on that more and more and more full time. Very excited. Very fun things there. One specific niche. And uh, the other stuff, I have the Black History Show and you know about that. Hopefully, uh, you know, my friends at uh Clover might know about it one day, too. But, you know, I have a black history one man experience that I do for schools and civic and church organizations. And so coming toward uh, the black history season, as I call it, MLK's birthday in January through February, Black History Month. I get really busy with that. So uh, those are that's all. That's all that everybody gets to know about at this point. Um, and uh, they get to watch me on social at It's J. Do. 
So if you want to find me on whatever platform you like at it's J do, and you can just catch up with me and my kids and at the next event I'm at. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Jada, that's really cool. We appreciate you being with us. Me and Bailey about to talk some football and maybe we'll catch up really soon. Hey, appreciate you guys out there doing what you do. So I'm saying hey and signing off to all the fun fans out there. So go Tigers. I heard that. Once again, J.D., we look forward to seeing you at your next event um, or on social media. And uh, we're going to move on now, James. Yeah, time to move on. Me and B can talk a little football, talk about what uh, happened at the tailgate yesterday. And the first thing, honestly, that happened to me that just stands out because it's been well documented that I have, I do have a problem, is I got stuck in traffic. And Dr. Jackson on here for, for the faithful listeners, you know that that just that that just gets my anxiety up. I, I don't know what happened. Stuck with the same plan as normal. Swung by Rubens and got my wings. It's like four hours before kickoff. But for some reason, before I even get on campus, uh, my daughter Grace and I were already in stop-and-go traffic to get parking. Took about half an hour to get from – uh, half a mile off campus to the parking spot and everything's okay. But uh, that just had, had me going, but uh, we had a kind of low key tailgate Bailey. Don't you think just. Yeah. Um, I mean, the traffic was a little heavy when we, we drove in about 30 minutes ahead of you and I, you know, Hey, tigers are kind of a big deal. So maybe that's the thing, you know, you got to get there early. Um, but tailgating was, you know, it was kind of lackluster yesterday. It wasn't um, wasn't anything special. But I will say this: if it's going to take you forty five minutes to set up your tent, your table, and all your uh, pigs in their blankets, uh, you might want to leave your tent up and stay there for longer than thirty minutes. Um, there was a group next to us that it took them forever to set up, and then all of a sudden they were gone. Everything was packed. Yeah, I'm definitely. I, I'm definitely going to stick with my opinion that the more stuff you have and the prettier it looks, and not that that's bad. Sometimes that's a really good sign of some really good tailgaters. But, uh, you know, there's also those of us that can literally drop the tailgate, open up the chair, and it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> and, you know, other than the the some of the stuff we see some – Nine, some amateurs basically is the only way to put it. not that we're talking about anybody in particular right Bailey? that's right i mean we you know we were probably you parked and we were probably eating in 10 minutes um and it helps when you don't have to have a tent and the weather's not um it's not a scorcher and the sun's beating down on you like it is earlier in the year but you know what we still had a good time and we enjoy being uh at the clemson tailgate scene that's right always have a good time so I want to talk about, before we get to the actual game, real quick, is the halftime show. Yesterday was Military Appreciation Day at Clemson, and if you've never been to Clemson's Military Appreciation Day, you really, really need to go. Other schools, if you're a fan of another college, another school, another team, hopefully they do something similar, and and hopefully it is really, really, really good as well, but I would definitely put Clemson's up against anybody. And it don't matter if when, when we're honoring veterans, it's not a competition per se, but it was a very moving ceremony. They, they really did it right. They had a fly over at the beginning of the game, multiple times throughout the game, honoring certain veterans in certain ways, active Clemson grads, whatnot on video and families here and there. But 
the halftime show when they set up the the America's table or whatever they call it for the POWs and the MIAs and had one for each um, branch of the military and actually had former POWs and it was just for Clemson students or grads and they called their names. I mean, that was, uh, did, were you able to see that part, Bailey? No, I saw a little bit of it. We, uh, we were get, grabbing something to eat, but, um, you know, like you said, throughout the game, all the, all the stuff they do and they do it weekly, um, in smaller segments, but I mean, it's all really cool. Those people have given a lot, uh, so that we can be free. And, you know, you try to explain that to people who don't, don't quite understand it. Um, but it's, it's the ultimate. So a lot of people have made the ultimate sacrifice. Any of them that serve were willing to do the same thing. And that's just, uh, take this opportunity as a, podcast from the fun fans we definitely want to thank our veterans this weekend and hopefully whenever you listen to this it don't matter it don't have to be Veterans Day weekend but uh, always take the time to to thank your veterans so uh, tears may or may not have been shed where I was sitting during that halftime show but it was really really good so a little bit of football Clemson wins we're on a 39 game home winning streak Bailey you're, of you're course that was the sixth year anniversary uh, yesterday of the last loss at home. So the last 2016, right against Pitt, I believe. Yep, that was the last time. So before any of the any of Dabo's national championships, I mean, before all the other AC, I mean, it just seems you know six years ago since the last home loss, and really you can go back two or three years or so before that to find the the. Second right. next right. loss, I believe. So Clemson's just been a force at home and uh obviously hopefully they'll keep that up. That so that's really cool. Really proud of our Tigers for doing that. So football specifically, I just want to point out that there was there was this guy that tweeted and I quote, it would help if the quarterback was a real run threat. And this was last Monday. Caught some flack on Twitter because, of course, anything you put out there on Twitter is is fair game. There's always somebody that's going to argue, uh, even if you said the sun's going to come up tomorrow. But that's one of those tweets that aged very well. It seems that guy kind of knows what he's talking about when it comes to football. Oh, and his handle is jdilla7791. Oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. Well, here's the thing about Twitter and Instagram. Look. I, I'm sorry that you you don't have great service at the stadium. Um, some people don't, and they can't get on there and bash every single play call. I love Clemson, and I sat in a different seat yesterday, uh, a little bit closer to the field, uh, and I did not have nearly as many coaches sitting around me as I normally do, and it was awesome. I mean, it was like people were just pulling for the team. That's, that's what a thought. What a thought. Yeah, well, I, we definitely look the difference in my opinion. Obviously, playing a different team. Obviously, we're at home, and and really, my biggest opinion it has it does have a lot to do with matchups. We, no matter how you want to slice it, I think it is a not a very good matchup for Clemson to play Notre Dame if we were to play those guys again. But um, we match up better against Louisville and most other teams we played. But just the fact that they came out with DJ running the ball early and then he becomes a run threat for the entire rest of the game 
Right. right. That just that just made a huge difference. Um, and he, he really made some really really good throws. Um, there was a throw down the sideline to one of the tight ends that I was sitting right behind it, and to see that materialize and him make that throw, it was a dime right on the money. Uh, and you know, it just it blows my mind that the hate that he gets when people are just not getting open uh, in the secondary a lot, and he's making some pretty good throws. He's made some good throws. I mean, he had a bad game and. He's had some bad games, and it's not. It's kind of like Dabo says after the game. You know, some he's he's gonna, he's just that kid that's every once in a while is gonna have a bad game, and that's unfortunate when he's our quarterback. But overall and in general, he is a he is a good quarterback and has led us, you know, better than fairly well most of the time. The only thing, if I if there's one thing that I wish he would just never do again, is fumble the ball in the backfield. That is that is just a big no no. There's nobody back there to stop the defender if they were to scoop it up and score like people have done, uh, and that seems to happen too often. But, you know, yeah, I guess you, you take your lumps. And But, yeah, he played well. Um, the other – the receiver, number zero, we, uh, Williams. Yes, he can, he's a player. He had a heck of a game. And Will Shipley is going to be on every highlight reel for the next few days. Yep, and I'm telling you, Phil Moffa is Phil Moffa would be the number one back on most teams in the ACC or any other league for that matter. And when they split time, everybody's complaining that Shipley's not in there. Well, Moffa's good too, and Kobe Pace has been hurt all year, and he's he's an excellent running back. So, look, I'm happy, man. I love Clemson, and we've won all these games and lost, you know, one game uh, this year and. Just it's only one or two, three losses a year. I mean, well, who doesn't want that? And let's let's just segue right into another topic, and that's the Gamecocks. You think they'd want to be one loss right now? They would love to be nine and one right now. Or how about Texas A and M? Love it. Or uh, Oklahoma. Right. So yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. So enough about football. Well, one more thing. Speaking of Clemson and other teams with one loss. The matchup is set for the ACC championship. Clemson will play North Carolina. And unfortunately, I'm going to miss it. I'm not going to get into why because it makes me very unhappy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just conflict of scheduling there with the ACC championship game. But we will still find a way to have some fun as a fan when that goes on. And But I have one question. As, as you said, you and I didn't sit together this game. You had – you had a, a bigger name on the other line, maybe, or something. But did you see the guys on top of the Jumbotron? I did. Uh, they were guarding the Tiger, it looked like. Well, that's what somebody said. Maybe they're snipers or something. They were overlooking all the veterans. Who knows? I don't, we have general high-ranking folks in the stadium. So, uh, you never know. But they were up there the whole time. I thought maybe they were just checking something out and wouldn't be there. But they literally sat up on top of the Jumbotron. The entire time. All right, so next Saturday, we know kickoffs at 3.30. That's a good thing. Yep. Versus the Hurricanes from Miami, and that will be the second of three home games in a row. It might be a little chilly, so it might be time for a, a little chilly. At the yeah. Tennessee. I like the way you did that. I'm a semi-pro. I'm working, working yeah. on it. So yeah. As much as I can, so – that's going to be super, super fun. So, other top teams, what uh, 
What else happened around the country yesterday worth talking about? Well, believe it or not, I actually saw the end of the Oregon game the last five or six minutes because I fell asleep in my chair watching TV when I got home. And then that's, and then when, that's I when I woke up. Yeah. Hey. And that was like 1.40 in the morning. Yeah, so that's, that's very similar. I was trying to watch uh, watch the games and, and it's a little tired, a little tired after the day. But, yeah, I mean, the people that were supposed to win won. But now I'm just going to say it, LSU – Barely beat Arkansas. Not really impressive. But, you know, they, they've got that Janet Jackson factor going for them, I think, for another week. It's like once you beat Alabama, you know, you, you're just going to jump right up there in the rankings. Uh, they beat Arkansas by three points, who got beat last week by Liberty, who got beat this week by UConn. Now, I'm not normally one of those that puts all that together, but, I mean, come on now. Come on. Uh, but the SEC championship is set between Georgia and LSU. And Vanderbilt beat Kentucky. That was interesting. Uh, yeah, well, they snapped a 25-game SEC losing streak, and I can't even imagine what it's like trying to recruit players to Vanderbilt and playing football in the SEC. Um, but, um, you know, congratulations to the Commodores. Yeah. And did you see where BC beat uh, NC State right there at the end? Yeah, bad. yeah, that's bad for the Tigers. Well, we play both of them. They're both on the schedule. That's just that we – why can we not say, well, that's just what it's like playing in the tough ACC. You never know who's going who's gonna to step up and, and beat you. You just – there's no there's no cakewalks. We don't have you know, Northwesterns or Nebraskas. Who did, who did Michigan and Ohio State play? They basically had an open date this week playing team. Indiana was uh, one of them, I think. Look – Nebraska and Indiana, look, the ACC level of play has gone up significantly. Now, clearly, the teams at the top of every conference are good. That's right. But, and, and, look, does Clemson want to play every week in the SEC? I don't know. I don't know if you want to do that or not. You better be a lot deeper uh, because you're going to get hurt. You're going to get banged up. And and that's the thing about Alabama. Yeah, they got they have a couple losses. and But, man, they're playing like – pretty good teams every week and i mean it's it it is what it is i think the big 10 uh they're just not a ton of good teams in the big 10 Um, they're top heavy yeah they're just top heavy i don't think as a conference they're any better than or neither is the big 12 any better than acc i mean sec is the best conference but the top half of the sec if you take the bottom half of the sec those teams are just as bad as the teams in the bottom of any other conference so it's it's just just weird how that's always worked out, but well, a lot of parity, a lot of parity this year as well. I think NIL transfers, fifth and sixth year senior COVID years, and that kind of stuff. I think has has led to a lot of parity, and then the, I think the playoff committee's got the work cut out for them this week. Yep, I mean Texas. I mean, uh, you look at uh, TCU; they found a way to win. I mean, they just keep winning. They're look good for them. Uh, I like their mascot. I like their colors. They got cool uniforms. Good for them. Um, and they just keep winning. So it's going to be almost impossible for LSU to jump Tennessee unless they just hammer Georgia in the SEC championship game. And I don't see that happening. Um, and then, you you know, UCLA got beat last night, so they're kind of out of the mix. But they could throw a curveball in there when they play USC. So 
I think the best team the the that's just sitting pretty is Ohio State Michigan because the loser of that game is going to have one loss and an argument to still get in the playoffs even though they didn't have to play in their conference that's they're they're split up in divisions as well right yeah I think yeah, so, yeah. I think so. so the loser's not going to have to play the conference championship game and it, even, whether it's a close game or 10 points or seven points or whatever, the loser is going to be able to sit there and say, well, we're just as good as, you know, Tennessee, LSU, maybe even TCU, whatever. And I don't know. I, I don't because they the only game that they played because they beat Penn State. Basically, the, the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, if they make the playoffs, it will be because the only team they played that's really pretty good is Penn State. Right. That, that'll be a a horseshoe kind of situation in my opinion. But speaking of, let's give our top 10 real quick. So this is my top 10 and Bailey, you can give your top 10. Uh, at number 10, I have the North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> You're not ready for that. Well, you know, UCLA and um, the, the 11, the last week's 11 and 12 both lost, right? right. Um, right. UCLA and drawing a blank right now, but I'm just looking at the rankings and who won and lost, and I'm like, hey, North Carolina's got one loss. They should be right up there with the Bama LSU. I got I got seven, eight, nine, and tens, Clemson, LSU, Bama, and UNC. I mean, a couple two loss SECs and some one loss ACCs, and they're just right in all in there together at the top of the or bottom, I guess you say, of the top ten in my opinion. Yeah. Number six, yeah. Southern Cal, then five, Tennessee, four, TCU, three, Michigan, two, Ohio State, and number one, Georgia. You want to tell us yours? Well, I mean, uh, mine are the same down to number six, and I just flipped. Um, I've got Clemson eight and LSU six, U, uh, Southern Cal seven, and then I threw Bama in there at nine, and then I just went because I was tired of looking at it. I put Utah in the top ten. Uh, but I think the Tar Heels are finding a way to win too. They're not very explosive on offense, but they don't seem to stop anybody. Um but, you know, that, that'll be a big game in Charlotte um, in December. Um, mm-hmm. And and they have an argument if they beat Clemson, hey, what, why are we not in the conversation? Because they have an outstanding quarterback. And he, being in the conversation, is starting to get into the Heisman conversation. So we will see how that plays out. We will come back in the middle of the week with um, our reaction to the college football playoff ranking. Uh, this week's question of the week, does your college do it up nice for military appreciation? If so, uh, tell us what your school is, what your team is, and, and how they do that. And I would actually love to see some pictures. Speaking of pictures, let me give a shout-out to Mini Split Specialists. They're ready to fulfill your air conditioning heating needs. Whether you're looking for a single-zone unit for a bonus room or need an experienced professional to fully design and install a complete multi-zone system for a 40-story office building, Mini Split Specialist has the tools and experience to guarantee a comfortable and energy efficient space. Browse through their system types at minisplitspecialist.co or give them a call at 864-305-5125. All right, so Bailey, next week we have another really cool guest. We're going to keep lining these things up. We want to remind folks to click and subscribe on their favorite podcast platform. Is there anything you're looking forward to next week or something you want to leave the listeners with? Well, I, I think, I mean, I will say my playlist I thought was very solid for the tailgate yesterday on the on the speaker. Uh, but I will add Rock You Like a Hurricane because 
that's what we're going to do to the Hurricanes. That's right. That's right, yeah. You're, you're in charge of the playlist yet again next week. You did such a great job, and I am looking forward to it. And on behalf of the Fun Fans Podcast, Jay Thriller Entertainment, and Bailey Jackson, see you next week. Thanks for listening.